from grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. And this is the uh, best Merrick. beer show on the internet. <laughs> According to someone's mom. Well, I'm pretty sure it was our mothers, but yeah. I fucked that up. Yeah, you did. It was fun, yeah, you did. Uh, we are live streaming again on Eric's channel. Uh, what up, YouTube? YouTube.com slash Wood McFly. I think it's actually slash Blackboard Beer Reviews. Is it? Okay. Yep. Well, then I screwed that one up. I'm sorry. Oh, well. No Twice worries. In people, a row now. people will watch it now. Well, they no, just get it. Uh, you, if you tweet, people watch. All right. Yeah, no worries. Sounds good. Um, yeah, so uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about how adjuncts uh, affect beer over time. We've talked about aging in the past. We've talked about um, our Imperial Stout. We've even tasted it on the show. Uh, I believe we called it Texas Brunch. That's correct. Um, and so we have, uh, by kind of a fluke, a one-year-old aged, uh, barrel-aged, non-adjunct version. Kegged. Kegged. Yep. Uh, and we have a few bottles of the uh, one with uh, maple and coffee left. Correct. Which we're going to try both of them on we're the We're going to try them both side by side. We're just kind of waiting for the uh, the other one to warm up a little bit. Yeah. Yep. And again, these are both 13%. Um, Miles was the smart one and got a second glass. I wish I would have been that smart. Yep. No, Over. this is just to... Uh... Actually, I kind of want to send one of you guys upstairs real quick to grab sample glasses. I'll, I'll do it. I know Will where you do they it? are. All right. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Um, we're also smoking some cigars. So uh, Because when you're doing Imperial Stouts, a cigar uh, is pretty much... Especially because when whiskey barrel-aged. Yes. Uh, so you happen to bring a bottle of whiskey down, I wouldn't hate you. Don't bring a bottle of whiskey down. He's not wrong. All right. Uh, so while Miles is up grabbing sample glasses, let's talk a little bit about uh, the cigars that we're smoking. Yeah, I uh, I elected to go with a longtime favorite um, of the Rocky Patel bland. Bland. Blue. Blue. Uh, either way, Rocky Patel has a 1992 vintage um, that Miles just informed me is actually from 1992. I can't see you through the smoke. That's okay. It pays <laughs> for days, bro. Uh, either way, this Rocky Patel has been one I've been smoking since college. Uh Miles' cousin James Pennings um, showed me to it when I was a barista, and it happened to be a cigar shop. And uh, it's always just been a long-time favorite. It's like six and a half bucks. Can't go wrong. It's a good smoke. That's awesome. Um, there were others at Divine today where I was like, I should buy this. But I didn't. Thanks, man. Appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Funk Factory Guzzeria. Yeah, but I yeah. bought that one for five no, bucks. At the, this is a great <laughs> smoke. This is a great smoke. Uh, it's nice. Um, I am smoking the uh, Padron Anniversary of the 1964 Anniversary Series. Uh, it's my favorite cigar of all time. I actually bought this one for my birthday weekend and didn't get around Happy to smoking belated it. belated birthday, bro. Yep. Uh, it's... It's a phenomenal smoke. Uh, it's one of those that I could smoke all day long and not feel really shitty afterwards. Yeah, you don't want to vomit and do a toilet afterwards. Yeah, um, but it's a little price prohibitive that what way. What are they? What are they? Um, this one, uh, this size is like 16. The Ooh. one I really like to smoke is the 24. Damn. Um, but uh, besides this one, I really like the... Um, Anything from Arturo Fuente. I'm yeah, a yeah. really big Arturo fan. Their short story is one of my favorite. The short, yeah, the, the short story X. and the Hemingway. Opus X is where it's at. Oh man, I will smoke. Cities those. only though. That I think Stogie's on Grand is like one of the only shops in Minnesota that yep. gets those. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I order most of mine online. 
Um, or Saint Cro- or I go pick them up at Saint Croix Cigar because I like to support the local. Yeah, I like Saint Croix Cigar too. Yep, and those we guys supported really them nice. extensively in college. Though, months. if you want a really good deal, go to uh, I, d- I don't it's it's not Saint it's uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's the one in the old bank, uh, in mm-hmm. Hudson. Mm-hmm. Uh, they misprice a bunch of their shit like under, way under retail. Sure, sure. And so you can get a decent deal there. Sure, good to and know. And stuff doesn't move, so you can get uh, like I can find these with plume on them. Which is just it's it's baller. Nice, Miles. What are you smoking? I have Rocky Patel the Edge. Uh, I've never had it before. It is a double wrap, so it's got the uh, the spiral of light and dark uh, cigar wrap, cigar leaf there, and it is treating me quite well. It's reminiscent of oh, your nice. vintage ninety two, but it's not quite as robust. Yeah, this is pretty robust. Yeah, the ninety two is that smoother? Uh, it is smoother. Yep. But I would have to say that between the two, I think I still prefer the Vintage 92. Nice. So. Casey's blowing smoke rings like a goddamn raging Sorry, bull. Sorry, I get, I get they, distracted. No, it's cool. They like are showing up I on the YouTube. I can't do it, so. I spent, uh, like, a month in college practicing, uh, smoking my pipe and making yeah, smoke rings. Ooh, pipe smoking sounds good, too. Oh, it's great. All right. Smoke all the things. Yeah, so we have... Uh, well, uh, but before, before, before we dive into that, let's talk about what we've been brewing. Oh, yeah, Because we sure. did we forgot to mention that on last week's episode. Uh, we're doing a brew day today. Yep, yep. Uh, what are we brewing? Oh, well, it's a take on... Um, it's actually a pale ale version of uh, a beer that Casey and I collabed on, which was called Haze for Days. Hashtag Haze for Days, which is stupid. A lot of people find it stupid, but... It's kind it's of a funny name. Dude, people on Instagram love that hashtag, so whatever. Uh, anyways, we decided to make a little bit more drinkable version. We had a uh, 7.3% first attempt IPA of that, and we decided to dumb it down. Casey made Andromeda, which was Citra Galaxy, mm-hmm. and um, we decided to do Galaxy Mosaic this time around. And um, yeah, it's literally the same exact malt bill. Uh, just different hops. It's chilling right now. It's actually chilling right now, and it actually clocked in just a hair under five five, probably. Yeah, the mobile. Uh, we did uh, sixteen pounds golden promise. Yep. Uh, Two pounds flaked oats. A pound of flaked acidulated. A pound of flaked wheats and a half pound of Munich ten. Oh, okay. which was yep. actually Munich five to seven is what I elected because I couldn't oh, find okay. Munich ten. Yep. Yeah, and that's basically just for color. Yep. Because uh, we're shooting for just slightly darker, and everything else is super light. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Let those hops shine. So that'll be a fun beer. That should be ready in about two and a half weeks. Yeah. That's the nice thing about doing pale ales, is they're ready super fast. Yeah. Like, this beer was this beer is a year in the making, and then this uh, adjunct version is year a year old making. as well. So. Oh, man, I still get maple in the yeah, nose. tons. Tons and tons of maple. All right. So um, we've talked about adjunct beers in the past. Yes. Um, extensively. We have. Uh, and how like things fall out with time. Over time, yes. Uh, and we are in the unique situation, uh, again, completely by happenstance, where we had the ability to <clears throat> taste the adjunct version and the non-adjunct version side by side a year on, which isn't something you're, you're necessarily able to do very often. No, that's something you really have to have planning and patience or just be a determination or, <laughs> or multiple people with a lack of continuous contact. Yep. Yeah. It's <laughs> called distance. Yeah. yeah. Um so 
you, uh, we initially brewed this beer for your wedding. Yep. And we this called it Nuptual. Yep, right? Nuptual. Um, which was a fantastic name, by the way. Thanks. The label turned out well. Yep. The beer uh, turned out well. Nuptual, also known as Texas Brunch Stout. Yep. Um, how did, so Young, what did you think of this beer? I loved it. Uh, the coffee, we used Intelligentsia coffee, which really, really shined. We did not cold press it. We did like a coarse grind. Uh, with a cheesecloth steep, if you will. If mm-hmm. we did this beer over again, I would totally cold press. Uh, either way, we aged it in a Belcones corn whiskey, which is right over there. Yep. Blue corn whiskey barrel. Uh, so that's where the Texas comes from. Belcones is from Texas. Wish we could get their whiskeys here. We cannot. Uh, but yeah, so initially that beer, fresh, uh, blew a lot of minds. Um, yeah, you gave it to your groomsman, right? So I we got a bunch of different uh, groomsman is here. It. My best man is here. And yes, he had it, and yes. I even did a whole speech and thing, and it was entertaining. No, uh, as far as this beer goes, um, I apologize for the comparison, but it's reminiscent of my experience with Central Waters stouts in that they are very, very good. How dare you compare us to a world-class brewery? Right? Yeah, fuck you, Miles. Right? No, I'm I'm just saying I'm not trying to— The adjunct version or the non-adjunct version? Just overall, the fact that such a young stout can be so good— Oh, thank you. That that is my comment on that because very young. Well, you were part of it the was delicious. Too. Yes, yeah, but you weren't going to advertise that overall. <laughs> you were there, bro. I was, and it turned out well. And I think we even talked about it. The whole uh, we talked about the whole experience uh, with go the back and listen original to gravity. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and yep. blah, 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 blah. Was a that was a whole that was a whole thing. That was but a thing, yeah. it turned out really well. I uh, spilled goddamn stout on my pants. That happens. Oh well. All right. So looks like oil stains. Um. Should we? Uh. All right. So before, have you tasted both of them yet? Has anybody? Oh, you have. I tasted the adjunct just now. Okay. And so after that. All right. So not not have you? You haven't tasted both of them yet. All right. Neither of go. them yet. So I, I haven't either. So why don't we talk about uh, leaving Eric out of this one? Go for it. Um. How, 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 how do you, how do you, how do you think the adjuncts have fared? Over over a year, I haven't tried it yet. I no, I know, okay. I know, but like, uh, how would I guess? Like, yeah, uh, for this particular style, I would have to say that uh, because they were all natural, like there was no artificial quality to mm-hmm. this beer. I'd say that they probably faded away with no um, bad. Like okay. they didn't Ill- Do you, you think they faded the in the background? I, I think they faded, but there's nothing. There's uh, no weird aftertaste. No from weird it. residual quality okay. that came from it. Because um, I've had plenty of extract versions where if you have them too old, they just taste like yep. glyco whatever, yes. and it's not yeah. good. So, um, my hope. I'm gonna go with my hope first. My hope is the coffee faded way back, and that uh, the maple came a little bit more forward uh, and is more pronounced. Because in the initial. Uh, it was a coffee bomb with yep. some maple in the background. The I hope I, I hope it is, kind of is coffee rotated. and maple are the two adjuncts that fade the fastest. Yep, at least as stout wise goes. People add um, cocoa nibs, chocolate hangs forever. Coconut, it's there. Like a lot, there's so many different things, but maple and coffee are the ones that fall the fastest yep. and the hardest. So i they become green peppery and fajita and awful. My 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 theory uh, for what's happened with this beer. Is the base beer was super chocolatey. Yes. So I'm 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 guessing we're what we're gonna get is we're gonna get a very chocolatey beer with hints of maple and very little, if any, uh coffee and maybe maybe some green pepper. Hopefully um 
Judging by the smell, I think the the maple is still going to be surprisingly pronounced. Okay. Uh, That is my guess. My hope is that we will still have a pleasant amount of the coffee coming through. Um, And then also, overall, the it smells like chocolate milk. <laughs> it, that's not a bad. That is an amazing thing. The not adjunct <laughs> version is chocolate milk, Baker's cocoa forward like crazy. Um, and, do you, do you guys think it's going to be overly boozy? Well, I, do you think it's going to be overly boozy? Uh, normally, time does not lend towards a boozy quality. Normally, the booze has a tendency to maturate with the rest of the you, beer and give this. Do you nice remember complex, the young beer at all? Um, Mostly yes. Okay. Did do you remember picking up any like major booze flavors in the young beer? I'm going to say no, but then I will also subscript that with I n- almost never it's do been a by year. comparison yeah. with you two. Right. I'm the last one to pick up um, on boozy quality. I remember the young beer, crazy barrel, a lot of barrel in the young beer. Yeah, um, almost bitter. Yeah, not not quite as much as uh, as we picked up with uh, Gravity Hammer, but a lot of barrel. Yeah, agreed. The one thing I will say just on the nose of the non-adjunct version is how much like medium to dark fruit has come alive. Like there is like a sherry, cherry, tobacco y it, It's like this pruny kind yes. of figgy meets this Dates. but subdued. It's not like this well, pronounced dark fruit. Right. It's not like you had it's, a fruit addition, but it's definitely there. It, it's like you had a cherry or fig aged wood. And then you grilled with it sort of thing. Yeah, I can see that. And then, wow, that's good. All right. It's thin, so, though. All right, I'm going to... The, the, yeah. the barrel, this one, has aged thinner. It The mouthfeel doesn't feel as creamy as yeah. it did. It feels like it thinned out right. over time. So, all right, so let's let's start with Eric. Eric, uh, taste profiles on both. Uh, all right, hold on. Okay, never mind. We won't e- start with Eric. Exciting, exciting right. radio here. Um. The non-adjunct version, a year later in a keg, um, to me comes off a little bit tannic. Comes off a little bit like with a sherry barrel character, where it's like this like light, uh, spritzy mouthfeel in a way. Um, it's got like this. If you've ever had sherry, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't enjoy it nearly as much as I thought I would. It's still got like this reminiscent baker's cocoa and chocolate. It might be slightly overcarbed too. Maybe that's possible. Uh, also, tobacco is affecting my palate a little bit there too. Um, I do like it. Uh, it reminds me of Aged Expedition from Bell's a lot. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yep. Which good comparison. I sure. I will take it. Like as far as stouts go. Yeah. I'll yeah. say probably the one uh, thing that didn't go into the beer that. Uh, is somehow there that parallels it to the ex? Wh- which one? Non-barrel. Expedi- uh, non- oh. wait. Ex- expedition. Yeah. Okay. Is the anise kind of quality sure. that it's slending towards the beer? Bit, sure. I, I, it's in there without being in there at the same time. Does that right. make sense? Right. Yeah. For sure. It's not heavy on the black licorice anise notes, uh, but it is there. It's faintly there. Uh, I will say the complexity seems to have dissipated over time. This beer once kind of sort of sat on the palate it sat heavy it sat viscous it it's it deemed to be a very very heavy drinking cigar beer that you'd sip maybe four ounces over a couple hours now it it's pretty crushable which i think you attributed carbonation to being yeah i i think i think it's the carbonation um like this this keg has been sitting around and i may have slightly gotten overzealous on the carb 
So what I'll probably do is I'll degas it and let it sit at uh, 10 psi. Sure. And so that'll that'll help a little bit um, in the future. Uh, but this is not a beer that there's I'm nothing gonna... to like hate on. No, no. Uh, the alcohol percentage wise, 13. percent It does not drink like that at all. It drinks like about a 8 percent stout. Uh, it's faintly there, but it's not a booze bomb. All right, um, Miles, uh, your your thoughts on the non adjunct? The non adjunct. That is the the one mm. off the tap. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, it has a little too much carbonation. One off the tap. It has a little too much carbonation. Yep. Uh, I think I'm drinking it a little colder than I would prefer. Not by much, maybe five degrees. Um, it's it's very pleasant overall. It's just a very simple, easy drinking stout. It's yeah. like the definition of a stout before Americans got their hands on it. Could you tell it's barrel aged? Uh, no, Me I don't neither. know if I could have. Me neither. The the only thing that's influencing picking up the sherry barrel character or barrel character at all is the cigar. To me, it's possible. Uh, I think I'm there's still picking up a little bit of barrel. Yeah, but I'm, not like vanilla notes. No, like no, that, it's the that, tannic that, barrel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just a little bit of that tannic it's like barrel. The beer which, needs to be thicker to hang on over time. Which one could also guess that came from maybe highly roasted or just dark malts in yeah, general. Well, sure. and uh, the beer that we made was thin to begin with. True. Like it was, it was, it was thinner than what we were shooting yeah, for. Yeah, we wanted it to boil probably about another forty minutes yeah. than we did. Yeah, happens. Overall, it's a very pleasant beer. What did we say the ABV was? Thirteen. Thirteen. It does not drink that no. way. All right, at all. I might have guessed eight. Um. Yeah. So non non adjunct. Nose, chocolate milk, hands down. Like just so much chocolate. And we didn't add any goddamn chocolate. No, we didn't. No cocoa nibs, nothing. Nothing. And this is one of the chocolatiest beers I've ever tasted. As Eric domes his first glass. Fuck Done it. for. <laughs> Bye-bye, we'll see ya. <laughs> um, flavor-wise, chocolate comes through. Uh, and it's almost overpoweringly chocolate. Yeah, a lot. And then dark um, fruits. And then dark fruits. It's um, a, it's a, the the non adjunct has aged like a Russian imperial, a true Russian imperial stout, where they thin out over time. Yep, they become more dark fruit and chocolate centric. Kind of honestly, it reminds me of like a uh, really old darkness, like a like a '08 darkness where they get okay. sweet, they get sherry, yep. they get like that oxidized, almost borderline oxidized. Um, the mouthfeel, uh, I've been sitting over here shaking my glass for a while to try to degas a little bit. Yeah. Mouthfeel does get better as sure. I degas it. Um, so Probably yeah, def- also as it warms up a little bit. Yep, as it warms up. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's still just, just a touch thin, but not not like a bad thin no. where like it's like a watery beer. Thin. It's like yeah. a classic stout thin. Yeah. Give them a bad rap there, but they're n- known they're, for Their stouts thin are thinners, so yeah. yeah. Um, Drinkable is another word. Yep. Uh yeah, uh, that's that's really all. Like, it doesn't linger a whole do you, lot. Do you wish we would have adjuncted the second keg and bottled it early on? I I think I do. Mm. I could go either way on it because I like the beer as it is. I could drink this beer. Yep, I uh, really you're could gonna too. Get fucking hammered off of it. Oh yeah, no for sure. And this this is a keg where I'll have it on for a week and then I'll pull it off and let it age some more. Yeah, why not? That that's the short version. Is that it. the reason I would be glad that we did not. Age of this one 
specifically is that because it's a very pleasant experience right now. Right. Well, it's a year and old. Yeah, it's, it's a, a year. year it's a year old, and it's not a bad beer by no. any stretch of the imagination. There isn't really any ox true oxidization coming through. Or oxidation. Yeah. Oxidization. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm not picking up any of like the cardboard and stuff that I was expecting. Right. right. Uh, there's none of that. All right, so let's dive into the adjunct, because that's that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about um, how adjuncts fade over time, and we've talked about it, and we've never actually put it into practice until now. Yeah. This is the first time I've done an adjunct beer where I've had it around for a year. Yeah, and it doesn't so happen. Yeah, it, it doesn't, because we're homebrewers, and we like to share our beer, and all of a sudden, oh no, we're out. Oh, shucks. I'm done. <laughs> I also gave away like 50%, but yeah, if not more, 60 yeah, no, I think I think I only ended up with like eight. eleven bottles. Eight after I gave away yeah. everything, and then uh, I drank one. I brought one to Florida to share with some people. Um, I brought one, to, or I brought two to different breweries. That's pretty uh, cool, dude. <laughs> yeah, Pitchfork received it well. Yeah, they did. Mike w- was not really sure what to think of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he understood. Yeah, well, I, I I don't think he wanted to say, "Yeah, you made a good beer." Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, it's, it's good." Jerk. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you crushed vanilla rose in a way. <laughs> if you have a vanilla rose is a porter, so it's completely yeah, different. It's eleven percent, isn't it? Yeah, it's an imperial it's porter. Still an imperial stout to me, but yeah. Anyway, uh, Eric, what do you think of the uh adjunct version? Um well the nose reminds later. me a little bit the nose reminds me a little bit of like a bourbon county in a way. It's got this like custardy, uh vanilla y maple coffee character that i really really like maple and coffee and yeah. just dense yeah the the uh, interestingly enough by just the nose alone the adjunct version has fared better over time i would have to agree initially speaking yep coffee is still prevalent um chocolate baker's cocoa powdery chocolate cocoa it's all there. The dry, it's unsweetened. Exactly. Precisely. Uh, good. Very good. Uh, we can all smell it. I don't know if you guys don't all just want to taste it at the same time. Holy custard Batman. Exactly. Like, yeah, this is like straight up vanilla custard. This shows more barrel character than that version to me. Yep. But hands down. Uh, this beer fucking whales compared to the other one, in my opinion. Like this, this beer is just like fucking whales. This is like an 85. This is like a 95 to me type of, if you, yep. if you want to do equate them in class. Okay. Uh, I I really haven't dove in too much on the taste, but yeah. this is insane. Um, yeah, no. So nose, pure custard. Uh, flavor-wise, that custard really comes through. I think um, overall... I don't taste a lot of coffee. I think the coffee is pretty much gone. I think there's some reminiscent qualities, kind of that uh, light coffee bitter quality comes through as opposed to just being plain grain bitterness. Yep. Um, uh, the maple is also gone, but some of that residual the, sweetness balances the, yeah, out. Yeah, the, the the maple has faded back, and it's not nowhere near as prevalent as uh, as it was. It tastes like something you'd pour over pancakes now, <laughs> which but it has, I'm like, more of a maple so hint. glad about. Because like I would have now. Yeah. Because I would have. Yeah. Well, yeah. No. So you really like Morning Delight. And good morning from Treehouse. And good morning. Uh, but yeah. So I I actually had a pour of Morning Delight. Uh, yeah, oh, I the there. dark beer fest too. Oh, did you go? Did he open a bottle when you were there? Uh, no, they had it on tap. Oh, they still had it on tap. Yep, and, and it doesn't age well. It does not age well. It uh, tastes like asshole. No, no, it tasted great. Sort of don't like don't get me wrong. 
It tasted great, uh, but the maple had faded, but there yeah. wasn't enough of, of the other beer to right. back it up. Right, agreed. Yeah, I'm not um, a fan of age. I think this life. this beer would be an example of the opposite, where it had the right level of adjuncts that even after they faded away, were able to just kind of right. balance off the base beer enough to be just freaking delicious because even though we can't really taste the coffee even though we can't really taste the maple this is by and large hands down better than the one without yep um so and you can you kind of can as as you're swallowing you can pick up on the back of the palate the maple and the coffee are very prevalent um now that it's warm swallow slowly that's what she said but swallow slowly, and you can really pick up this like uh, buttermilk pancake maple coffee note, where it, it's reminiscent of a, a faded morn, morning yep. light to me. Um, fucking great! Yeah, no, I really like this like, beer. Really great. Um, so, <clears throat> no tanniker, really harsh whiskey booze character. Uh, this one you can tell is barrel aged. I think. Mm-hmm. This it, one you a lot cannot. easier than you can the other you one. You can tell it's so I'm waiting, I'm waiting for this so one to, to the, reach the same what's temp. What's um, Man, uh, so we barrel-aged this one first, so this one is fresh barrel. Yeah, that's true. Um, this was second, uh, and we basically went from... We didn't we didn't re-wet it with whiskey. True. Which is why I think we get so much more whiskey, uh, whiskey barrel character. Thin character on the second one, because we re- re-wetted it. Uh, we didn't rewet it on the second one. I thought we did. Oh. Uh, we we went straight from this beer to putting this beer in. Mm. Uh, That's probably why yep. there's not much. Yeah, uh, which is why because um, I, I rewet and waited um, on on uh, if we talk about Gravity Hammer Barrel Age Gravity sure. Hammer uh, that one massive barrel whiskey character which Miles awesome. said was too much. It was a little much for what it was, but yeah, yeah I can see. Yeah, I'm, and I that one is at six months now. That that style just is a is a blow hammer to the face. Yeah, like barrel. It's a gravity hammer booth. to exactly. the face. Exactly. <laughs> no, I this think is they great. call it a bitch stick. Am I wrong? Is it, is it <laughs> Only in Halo. <laughs> uh, I know we heard that one right when Halo Five came out. That game sucks. <laughs> it's so not it's, great. It's I like the campaign. The campaign seller. was great. Uh, subpar at best, but yeah, it was better than four. Mm, yeah, but everything after three sucked, in my opinion. So, mm. other than the adjuncts that went into this, uh, the second variant, uh, are there any other differences to this beer and how they were treated or aged? Well, I mean, one was aged in bottles and one was aged in kegs. The Which one was aged in kegs? Uh, first the one. the first one. The, the non, first one. The, the non-adjunct. Asian keg. That is actually really interesting. Uh, First one also had a longer time in barrel by about three, four weeks. Yep. Which will thin a beer out. I'm not sure how to take that because overall I have to say the adjunct less barrel aged version aged over while overall better oh, in yeah. almost every Agreed. single aspect. Yep. Like hands down. It was that good type of good. For real. I mean it was it I I expected the opposite and here we are. I did too. Here we are. I might have guessed the opposite. I, I probably um, would have. All right. So to to bring it back on topic, just just for a second here, um, adjuncts. What adjuncts should we? Um, so we we've we've done maple and coffee, and we we're expecting those to fade out pretty quickly, and they did. I mean, but yes they and have no. residual. But qualities, they have residual qualities, which I think are almost better than their fresh quality. 
I, I agree. It's a more complete beer. Um, I this this is what I was really excited about for this beer. Like, you could taste the potential. Yep. And I think it. I think it hit it. Totally. Uh, but what other adjuncts do you think we could add to a beer that would age vanilla. well? Vanilla. You think vanilla ages vanilla well? Vanilla bean. Yes, I know it does. I okay. would have to imagine vanilla. I agree wholly and completely. Uh, if you end up ever saying the word extract, I would have to definitely say no. That's not on the list. What about um, fruit. uh, like fruits? Yep, I was just gonna say. Uh, perfect example: Bramble Rye that we had from Goose Island Bourbon County, which was a, oh, who knows. Uh, either way, multiple different dark berries, uh, the fruits, and and same with um, backyard country rye. Uh, they tend to get better with time as well. Uh, fruits seem to do well. Okay. I, I I think in my in my experience, there are definitely breweries who do fruits very poorly in stouts, but um, mint is another one that I think does well over time as well. Okay. Well, it's. It's very true that it also depends on how you're adding that flavor to the beer. True. Because, um, and I experienced this very explicitly with the almond cream ale that I made and brought on, that it was it had all the right qualities, but it also just tasted like extract. Right. Wholly and completely. Well, and I, I blame that on, I think it's gl- propylene glycol or something. It's some it's chemical component of, of, of creating an actual There's something not extract. great in that there, beer, There's like. something not great in it. But I've also had some of these super, uh, or these aged, otherwise super fresh uh, fruit bombs, uh, cherry or raspberry aged sours that are just, you know, God's gift to earth. It, it becomes, that it do comes, age well. Right, and it also, I think, I think in the brewing process, every brewer adds their adjunct at a different time, a different amount, and a different quality. And I think there's multiple variables to adding adjuncts that I think truly, uh, depending who you talk to, like especially for fruit, I mean, if you're adding it to a stout, do you add more? Do you add less? If you're adding it to an American Wild Ale, are you adding more? How long is the beer sitting on the fruit or the adjunct? Those are all factors to be taken, and I think it, it comes with, personal taste preference and i mean so we added uh a lot of coffee and a lot of maple not really well okay i mean by comparison to commercial examples and yes. the, the amounts i know that go into beers like morning delight and good morning and um double stack out in portland uh we're under no i well okay but those are maple bombs True. And ours, like, we were, we were shooting for a more balanced... I think it's how we added the maple, too. We didn't actually heat up the maple. We didn't break down those crystal structures yep. uh, for the flavor and aromatic Do you, do you think it would have aged as well if we had? No, definitely not. So, sea Morning Delight. Yep. So It aged terrible, even at the Dark Beer Fest in February. Like, remember, I was like, Morning Delight's not the best one today. Yeah, except how many pints of it did you have? No, we didn't have pints. They were two oh, I, I guess, yeah. How SR71 many from Wynn. Oh man, that SR. That SR though. That sti- that sticker's on my kegerator. No way. It is. It I, I stuck it to my shirt under my coat. <laughs> I'm leaving the scene. You keep talking. Uh, it's on the top. Um hold on, my shirt's stroking. Right? Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no. well that's on the sh- uh, that's on camera now. Yeah, we definitely heard that um, one. Yep. All right. So I have that if you're if you're adding adjuncts I think I think uh, the takeaway from this is you need to uh, decide if you're adding adjuncts for age, 
or if you're adding them for immediate drinking. That's very true. And I think overall, uh, kind of thinking back on it now, if you're going to end up heat treating the flavor in question, it's probably going to have a more short-term effect than if you just put it into a cold product. Okay. Um, and my theory as to why this is untested and unresearched. So just bear with me here. And it's also like six beers deep, so take that into... Well, (laughs) so uh, if you end up heat-treating things, you're going to be lending towards um, chemical reactions and denaturization towards certain compounds. And when you do that to many, many compounds, you end up giving them uh, shorter lifespans or more reactivity towards other things. When it comes to things that are primarily sugar-based, uh, you can actually give them longer lifespans than if you don't because of fermentability reasons. Um, but overall, heat-treating things tend to wreck chemical stability. Okay. That's the short version. Unless it's already fermentable, then yep. you, you don't have a chance to begin with. For the most part, yeah. So uh, again, this is a uh, an untested, unresearched. Yeah, no, un- untested. And but I mean, so you like, I I like the way that we added maple into this because I think, uh, yeah. So I like what you're saying. So add if you're adding cold products to, or if you're adding products to a a already stable uh, scenario, slash cold uh, colder beer, so you're not boiling it. Yep. Um. You're, you're going boiling, to you're get more shelf stability. For that particular flavor, yep. yes. Because it's going to be put in a less reactive uh, Envir- atmosphere yeah, yeah. and environment. Because the yeast primarily is going to be done. It's not going to target that. And overall, the cold is going to... Um, I already just poured some more. So it's Stagnate all you. other chemical reactions that could happen with the flavor product in question. But if, you know, for example, if you're going to add it into the boil, not only are you going to be affecting it during that, but you're going to change it, leave it in the cold product, and then introduce new um, variables to change it from that point on as well. So, again, unresearched. But that that's my theory, and it yeah, holds, I, I like that. Oh. Like it, it seems like it holds water. Um, yeah. At least in this specific example, um, we added the like we we added everything to the stable, um, I guess quote unquote cold beer. Well, and it was also treated with potassium bisulfate. Yep. So, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't ferment out. Yep. Yeah, and I feel like that has. Uh, Allowed the maple and coffee to last longer than it would Lighter, if it were, sure. uh, than if it were to ferment out. To be live beer, I mean, I know with like uh, morning delight, you got to keep that cold long term uh, if you want any prayer or hope of those adjuncts surviving. Yeah, otherwise, exactly. it seems like it'd bomb out. They do, and I don't know if you, when you were down there, did you taste lactose? I feel um, like there's a lactose addition in morning delight. So. I honestly liked the morning delight that I had in May better than what I had February? in February. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, because it's possible they brewed a new batch for um, Hunapu Day when they went. Okay. Possible. But um, I got uh, I got maple, but I didn't get, like, slap you in the face maple. Sure. Um, it wasn't syrupy. What I had uh, in February I felt was very syrupy. Okay. 
That makes sense. Uh, I have a feeling they brewed a small batch for a couple, you know, 15-gallon yeah. batch. From it's Huna entirely Huda. possible. I really, I really enjoyed it. I only had one pour, and that was enough. So sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good. They had. Uh, I noticed uh, you had more of those citra bangers upstairs. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I have to dome some of those. Uh, really, though, this has been a fun uh, episode, at least as, as far as stout goes. I think this should be a continuing series where we uh, add adjuncts to other styles, whether it's brown ales. American Wild Ales, anything we brew from here on out, I think that um, we, we should, should add explore. Yeah, even if we do 10, 15-gallon batches, one of them is treated just with adjuncts like lactose or fruits or, or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever style, and then try it later and carry on the series because I think I think a lot of people are starting to uh, realize there, people that are there's only adjuncts. so much you can do with malt. I do need a light again. Um, malt, yeast, uh, hops, and water. So like oh, yeah, I know sure. I know um the Pacific Northwest uh tired hands out in Pennsylvania has started to uh use many more adjuncts even in India Pale Ale where they're using lactose additions they're using fruit puree additions Pipeworks in Chicago is doing a fish series where they brew a juicy bomb ass double IPA and then they add like a a pureed fruit um so I think there's more to come on this series Yeah and if you guys are adding any adjuncts or have findings that you found because uh, I mean, we're gonna be. Comp- I'm gonna be completely honest on this one. This is a. We haven't really done any research on uh, the adjuncts that we're talking about here. This is just something that happened to happen. Personal uh, experience. Yeah, personal experience. So we would love to hear your personal experience stories uh, to kind of help inform our next experiments. Or that, and just in general, as have- as the word is. Ex- experiments. I experiments. Hate I hate that so much. <laughs> just hate it. I don't know why it, it, it it's accurate, if not a little presumptuous, but no, I I agree. Um, if you've come across any findings in your personal experience that uh, either exemplifies or differs from our own, please let us know, because we're all on board for learning new things. Also, just crazy custard in this beer. God damn! Uh, uh, My God. God. The one thing I will say too, really quickly, is that if you have any commercial examples of beers that are aged extensively with adjuncts like bourbon county coffee comes to mind uh grab a 12 a 13 a 14 and do them side by side blind you might shock yourself because they say to drink those immediately do not age drink now bourbon county coffee 13 right now way good do you remember our barefoot barley wine experiment we did a three-year vertical epic of Bigfoot? Of Bigfoot, Bigfoot Barley Wine. Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when you still lived no, we in did town a four. Here. We did a four. Was it, yeah. was it four? Yeah, it was uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I think. I think I have a... What year is it now? 2016? I think I have a 13 up in my cellar. I All I know is I think we liked the newer, newer ones better than the older ones. But I, th- I don't think there's any yeah, adjuncts in that I, beer. I think that would totally change, though, now, just based on my palate. Uh, Bigfoot's a aggressive, brutal beast of a beer now. I'm sensitive to alcohol and big beers. I mean, not necessarily stouts, <laughs> but as far as like pale ales, IPAs, triple yep. IPAs, anything that wine, doesn't have the malt to bitter, hide it, anything that's overly bitter, brewed unbalanced, I just struggle. So, but yeah, I think it would be fun. Um, actually, there is a liquor store in Minneapolis, uh, Edina area called France Forty Four. They sell four pack verticals of Bigfoot, <laughs> where they're twelve ninety nine. So, oh, that's not bad at all. Nope. Casey, try this real quick. This is a combo of the two. 
You mix them? Well, I mixed them because blending. it sounded smart. And you know what? It's pleasantly surprising. Ooh. It tastes almost like uh, the young beer. It's better than that. Maybe. Be the judge in a second. What? I can't be the judge? No. Nose, no way. Nah. I like the uh, the adjunct the best. Th- there was that, that prominent maple and coffee and the way they just worked with the baker's cocoa together like strongly. It was it was a success. It I, I still want to rebrew the spirit. Oh yeah, we need to I uh, still want to experiment with the way we add the maple syrup, when we add the maple syrup, how much we add the maple syrup, though, I how think we add the if, coffee. If we're looking for age, I really think the way we added the maple syrup is the right way to do it. Yep. But I'd rather just dome this all now. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we I, brewed this tomorrow, I don't want to hang on to it for more than six months. Just because, like, it's fine. It's fine, but why don't we make a banger? Like, a No, yeah, no. I, I'm saying we do we do another 10-gallon batch. Oh, for sure. And, and you age yours how you want. And we, we age one for a year, yeah, and we drink one immediately. It was a fun experiment. It was. It, it was a blast. What, what's, what's great is we have a digital re, uh, account of it now. Yeah, we do. And it's we go journaling. back. We can go back, and we can listen to because we tasted uh, the adjunct one live. Uh, and that's young. also reviewed on YouTube as well. So by yeah. myself and another, actually a couple of beer tubers, Joe out in California, had a bottle of TBBS, and he really loved it. He equated it a little bit more to like Big Bad Baptist. Uh, I don't think I've had that one. Epic Brewing, coffee stout. He get a lot of maple. And Timmy from Surly said he loved it, except there was a little bit of like harsh, acrid, bitter barrel character, which I my think his palate doesn't pick up on. Yeah, but yeah. All right, um, here we go. Yeah, as far as combining the two, I'd have to say it puts them between the two. It's better than the non-adjunct, but not as good as the adjunct. And we would love to hear your guys' adjunct stories. Um, go ahead and shoot me an email at feedback at blindnewsstudios.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewsstudios. Or if you can fit it into a tweet, follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. Handles don't count anymore towards your 140 characters. There so you go. Tweet long, bitch. Um, I, know, <laughs> I, I know there's a few, uh, few homebrewers out there uh, that I've been having an ongoing correspondence with uh, talking about different beers and stuff that they've been doing and we haven't really talked about adjuncts months because that's not something I'm super uh, experienced experienced with because I don't do adjunct beers. <laughs> You're Ryan Heights Kabot, it's cool, don't worry. Yeah, kinda. Also just Music I've gotten a couple of more requests to see my uh, control box Temperature yep. control box, which is fantastic. You should just make that a public document, goddammit. Okay. It'll happen today. Um, <laughs> sorry I'm sorry, it's happening today. And overall, if you have any comments or questions uh, for it, other than a more detailed picture of the whole thing, which uh, I yeah, shoot you. me an email and yeah. I'll forward it on to Miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. All right, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, thanks for uh, tuning in to uh, Blackboard Brewing, uh, yep. the live stream. Yeah, uh, or if you're it. listening to this on the podcast and you want to see the video of us trying this beer and smoking cigars and yeah. just looking baller while yeah, doing I it. I feel <laughs> drunk as an F right now. Uh, head on over to uh, YouTube.com slash Blackboard Brewing. hazy atmosphere. Or it's YouTube.com slash Wood McFly. Or just find Wood McFly on Twitter. We'll and look Eric Wood and we're good. Yep. Yeah, I like that. I like the ring of that. Better than McPhilly. 
damn it, Miles. <laughs> All, right, All right, guys. We'll see. We'll see you, we'll see you next week. <laughs>